This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? John Rush, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, welcome. Happy Thursday, everybody. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. We'll get right to it. Dr. Kelly Victory and Steve House both with us. Dr. Kelly, I'll start with you, as I usually do. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, as always. Always a joy. Steve, you, how are you today, sir? I was good right until I read a story a few minutes before we came on air, but we can talk about Okay, that. we'll let you share that here in a moment. And again, guys, thank you very much. Those of you listening, maybe for the first time, we do this pretty much every Thursday from 3 to 4 o'clock. And if you're listening to a replay of this show, you can find a lot of other hours that we have done. Just go right to the website, rushtoreason.com. You can find a whole page dedicated to Dr. Kelly Victory there, giving all of her background. And then, a lot, again, a lot of the hours that we have done in really guys for the past two and a half plus years so you can find all of those on the website as well all right dr kelly american epidemiologists are feeling defensive why and what do we need to know about that <laughs> feeling defensive what well, you know there, there's something when, when you find yourself wrong a hundred percent of the time maybe uh maybe the Defensive isn't the right response. Mm. Maybe contrite. Ah. Maybe contrite is is the right response. Um, the reality is this: you know, we started this pandemic. You may recall way way back with the modeling debacle right. out of the. Uh, you know, if you remember right. that Ferguson, Niels Ferguson, the modeler who predicted, you know, that you know billions of people were going to die from this, and everyone was going to get sick, and we were all at risk from COVID. So that's how it started, we, some of these modeling fiascos. Uh, since then, you know, we really have seen over and over again all the powers that be uh, at, the run, at the helm of this have been wrong on what yep. they predicted, wrong on what they told people to do, uh, wrong with regard, and absolutely refused to listen to alternate voices. So much so, I mean, that's really what kicked off the whole censorship and cancel culture uh, thing, that not only did they say, here's what we think, Mm -hmm. but here's what we think to the exclusion of everybody else. And we are going to to criticize and deride and uh, ridicule anybody who comes up with a different idea. So I understand why they are um, feeling badly, because they are on the wrong side of history, and they know it. Uh, So it would be a better response just to say, wow, we screwed up, here's how we would do it differently, and by the way, we're sorry. Steve, you and I talked even, you know, before we had Dr. Kelly on on a regular basis and really kind of along the same lines. And one of the things that I don't remember if we ever talked about this or not, but you talk about modeling and all these computers and programmers and so on. You know, they get all this stuff in, they throw it in the computer, it spits some things out. You know, you know, Steve, we do a, 
It's better than it used to be. I'll admit that it's better than it used to be. But you know, we have a hard time modeling weather and what's going to happen in regards to the weather. And by the way, it's fairly predictable given all of the years and decades, if you would, of information they can now feed into it. Knowing that, knowing they couldn't predict, the, they still can't hardly predict the weather. How in the world do we think they were going to predict this, you know, quote unquote pandemic? You bring up a good point with the weather because something happened with the weather that's very relevant here to the whole discussion that you may not have realized. Today, if you go on a weather app, it will tell you that it's going to stop raining at 8 a.m. or 8.05 a.m., right? Right. Um, So so they've created this impression that specificity in weather forecasting is significantly better than it used to be um, by showing you that. It doesn't mean it's any more accurate, just showing that it's more that. I think what they did during COVID in a lot of cases was they gave us a lot more information that we didn't understand in order to make it appear as if the epidemiologists really knew what was going on and they didn't. Right. I mean, they, great you point. Know, the smart ones. I mean, Peter did, of course, some of the guys out there that really did. My, Michael Parra, who lives there in Denver, who's a doc that I know well, those guys knew right away. I mean, they just, it didn't pass the basic test, but they started throwing people on TV saying, hey, you know, this is really important. Just like the mRNA thing we talked about before, right? I mean, people said, oh, you got to take, you got to take an mRNA vaccine because the overall health of not only our healthcare system, but the people in America is so much worse. Mm-hmm. We need the vaccine just to catch up to the rest of the world. Right. Well, that's a crazy made up concept um, because obviously it doesn't play out in reality. So anyway, my point is, if they don't really know what the hell they're doing, they seem to throw more specific data at you to try to convince you, you they do and they don't. So the article you just read wanted to talk about, what is it? Um, you aren't going to believe this, but it just came out. The Israelis did a study, and it's been determined that if you are fitter, physically fitter, and more intelligent, you are three times more likely to have been vaccinated than those who are not as fit or not as intelligent. And oh, by the way, women, because women are apparently smarter than men, are even more likely, intelligent women are more likely to be vaccinated than anyone. And I was like, I just had a hard time believing that that apparently the three of us didn't qualify in the highly fit, highly intelligent category. <laughs> well, I, the highly intelligent part, yeah, Steve, I, yeah, I, I can understand that one, but the rest of it, no, that doesn't go along very well. No, no let, let me tell you. people in this study. Go ahead, Kelly. No, let me, okay, yeah, here, here's where I will interject. If you know, have you ever read the Hans Christian Andersen fable about the emperor and no close? Uh, that, that fable is exactly this. Uh, the the mm. emperor hires you know s- some people to make him some splendid clothes, and the, the and these uh, tailors tell the emperor, well, if anybody can't see them, it's because they're either unqualified or stupid. Okay, so then when they don't make any clothes for the emperor and he's, he's parading around naked, everyone is afraid to say, um, well, he, you're, he has no clothes because they will be deemed as either unqualified or mm-hmm. stupid. Mm-hmm. So if you simply pronounce that people who do a certain thing are stupid, then you know, you're going to compel people to make a different decision. If you put out a study that says if you haven't been vaccinated, it's because you're unintelligent. Okay, then people take that. Then you say, well, people say, well, I'm not unintelligent, so I guess I better get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is really the emperor has no clothes. This is using absolute, you know, psychology and psyop to try to get people to uh, to manipulate people's behavior by telling them if they don't do the thing that you want them to do, it must be because they're an idiot. 
Uh, And that really, talk about something that insults people's intelligence, it's that. Uh, People who have a sovereign, God-given right to make healthcare decisions that they believe are best for themselves and their families, uh, full stop. And we've got to stop this virtue signaling and, and everything that's going along with this. Okay, Steve, really quick, and I and, and I, I have huge respect for country of Israel, the nation of Israel. I, you know, especially as a Christian, there's a lot of reasons why. Although I will tell you, I don't think there's ever been a time in my life I've been as disappointed in the Jewish nation as I have been through all of what we've gone through with COVID, the vaccines, and now, Steve, this particular study. It's almost like they, like Dr. Kelly said earlier, don't want to admit they've been wrong through this, so they just keep coming up with more and more junk to prove they're right when they're flat-out wrong. Yeah, I mean, I I get that, and I agree with that, and I think that um, the nation of Israel uh, has produced some incredibly intelligent people. I do think what Kelly talked about, which is essentially gaslighting, plays a huge role here, right? I mean, the peer pressure, especially when you're in an unprecedented territory where you know, people don't know, but, you know, the idea, if they did that study again, you know, at the end of this year, early into next year, was this next vaccine, which, by the way, they no longer have that virus even circulating in, in population based on the vaccine they just made. But if they did it again, I would hope that that number would change because people have to be paying attention more. I mean, I hope they're paying attention more. I mean, we're seeing, you know, Pfizer estimated 25% of the people will get this current booster. If it's that high, I'd be shocked. I would, too. Um, but, you know, the bottom line is, John, I, I think Kelly's right. It's about propaganda. There's been so much propaganda, yeah. so much gaslighting in this yeah. process. And the study came and out. And remind you. That's hard to believe. No, I, I will tell you, too, and I've said this for a long time. We are hard-pressed to ever get an accurate number uh, of who is vaccinated and who isn't. And here's why. First of all, early on, there was a significant incentive for people to lie about having been vaccinated when they weren't. Mm-hmm. Because And mm-hmm. there were plenty of false vaccination cards out there, okay? Many people, because you couldn't keep your job, you couldn't travel, right. you That's couldn't right. you know, stay in school. Okay, so people had an incentive to lie about being vaccinated when they weren't. Fast forward, there are now a lot of people who have an incentive to lie about saying that they're not vaccinated when they are, because now as more and more data comes out, people feel stupid. They feel like they got duped. And rather than saying, oh, my God, yeah, I took five shots, they say, yeah, I I always knew that these things were dangerous. Mm -hmm. I never took one. Uh Okay, so believe me, there's a lot of that going on now, too, Uh, even amongst my own close circle of friends. I have people who are now claiming disavowing that they have, you know, that they were vaccinated when I know darn well that they were. So, Eddie, you are hard pressed to actually know and short of having drawn a blood test on 100 percent of the world's population or the U.S. population, we will never Hmm. actually know what percentage of people got this dang thing. All right. Great stopping point. We'll come right back. Questions, by the way, for Dr. Kelly and or Steve or I, please. 307. 200 8222. That's the text line. Send me a text message. We'll get those answered. 307 200 8222. Affordable interest mortgage is next. And if you've been thinking about buying a home, but you have a home to get rid of, Kurt's got a great program that helps you handle both ends of that. 720 895 0500. Many of you are seeing your credit card rate around 18 to 21 percent. With the feds continuing to raise rates, it's getting harder to stretch that dollar. Take AIM, affordable interest mortgage. 
If you currently have a low rate on your mortgage, but the other debts are not giving you any breathing room, consider refinancing and getting a blended rate in the fours. Now is the time. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Get that blended rate in the fours and lower your total monthly payment, six, seven, eight hundred a month. We can show you how to lower your monthly debt and keep more of your money, all with a low blended rate. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and serving Coloradans since 2001. Let us show you how to own your home faster and pay less interest. Our experience will save you money. 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. That's 720-895-0500. Start saving six, seven, eight hundred a month now and breathe again. NMLS 298-191. Regulated by door. Equal credit lender. Dr. Scott Faulkner, if you're looking for an alternative doctor that believes the same things we talk about here every Thursday, Dr. Scott is your guy. 303-663-6990 or find him at RushToReason.com. Are you looking for a healthcare provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. All right, Allen Davis Level Engineering. Find out if solar is right for you and if you can get in by the deadline for the rebate part of that. 303-378-7537. Allen Davis knows that you value your energy independence. He also knows you would want your own personal power production facility if you could. That can happen today with solar panels and a battery system if you need it from Level Engineering. There is great pride in ownership and knowing that no one else can cut off your electricity and keep you from achieving complete energy freedom. KLZ listeners have taken these brave steps working with Allen. The typical benefits include no increase ever in your power bill, no additional bill due to the smart meter the power company has installed, and great savings on your power bill, usually only about 65 to 75% of the amount you were going to pay the power company. Most everyone who now has solar is thrilled that they got it, just like some of our KLZ listeners. They love the freedom from the power company it gives them, and they loved the huge tax credit too. Call Alan Davis for a no-obligation quote. Call 303-378-7537. That's 303-378-7537. No liberal media bias here. This is Rush to Reason. All right, we're back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Dr. Kelly Victory, Steve House as well. Again, if you have a question for us, please send me text message 307 282 307-282-22. I got a few questions. I'll get those asked here in a moment. Before that, though, and I sent Dr. Kelly, you and Steve both a question that somebody had sent me during the week and that is there's some articles and some things out right now talking about 5g cell networks 
And do they have anything to do with biological payloads? In other words, can 5G be used to release some things that has been injected through the mRNA vaccines? And we've heard this before. I, you know, I'm more of an expert on the 5G side than I am the shot side, but I didn't know how to answer this one. Dr. Kelly, I'll start with you. Well, I could tell you, you know, I am not an expert on 5G. Um, I have not seen anything credible that would lead me to believe that that is the case. Um, and it, I, I very cautious to make sure that we don't go down the rabbit hole of assuming that, you know, oh, my gosh, there are nanochips in here and they can activate things and they're tracking mechanisms and, you know, you're magnetic now and all these other things. That said, I'm not making fun of or light of the person who asked the question because I think it is absolutely reasonable now and understandable why people are starting to question all of these things because I got to tell you, go back three years. If you had told me three years ago that some of the stuff that we are doing and hearing and learning about now was going to come to pass, I would have said no way, no how. So I understand why people are, you know, for lack of a better word, paranoid or right. concerned right. or really worried about what, you know, heinous, evil thing our government may be myself seeing any credible evidence that there is some 5G activation of anything involved with these uh, with these vaccines or with anything else that we have been implanted with. Steve, your thoughts? You know, I took I take this seriously, right? So I did a little research in the issue of graphene oxide, and I, I, I mean, graphene oxide is out there. You know, my understanding of it is, and Kelly, this is probably more clinical than I typically get, but um, graphene oxide is um, not good for your immune system. The older you get, the less glutathione you have in your system. The more graphene oxide builds up, and you, and it, literally, if you activate graphene oxide, by what I read, and activation is. The question, I mean, if it's EMF activated in your system, so you get stimulated in your immune system if you have a high degree of graphene oxide and you get frequencies that may or may not come from a 5G tower, that that can cause the cytokine storm. I mean, it's in the literature, that's what they literally say. Now, I don't know about the worthiness of the literature, but, you know, the question is, and then, of course, there's these folks that are predicting, and this part I don't have a good handle on, I don't know that I'm going to spend time on is on October 4th or, or October 11th, that there's going to be a highly active signal signal coming out of 5G that provides the EMF to activate um, graphene oxide. But that's as far as I got with it. I thought it was interesting. I know there's graphene oxide in your system. I believe it is in the vaccines. Um, Kelly, you, if you can take it from there to anywhere, fine. If not, then we've done all we can. Yeah, well, I think I, I think the things that are concerning to me, uh, things like the graphene oxide, these are contaminants. These are things that weren't supposed to be in there in the first place, Steve. And I think what this speaks to, some of the things that we're finding out, including the DNA plasmids that have uh, are apparently contaminating some of the lots of vaccine. There are lots of things that we are finding in these vaccine vials, you know, metal filaments uh, and things that I th are concerning because if nothing else, it speaks to a lack of quality control. And the, the fact that hopefully by now everybody is aware that all of the lots of vaccine were not created equally. We have associated somewhere in the range of 80% of all of the severe adverse events from the vaccines are associated with less than 5% of the vaccine lots, which means that the vaccine lots are not 100% 
the same. Right. They, there was either absolute disregard for good manufacturing processes and no quality control, or it's the other end of the spectrum, and this was purposeful. And I don't know which it was, but you shouldn't be finding contaminants uh, in a vial of something that's uh, you know, intended for medical use to be injected into the body. You shouldn't be finding metal filaments or graphene oxide or bits of DNA or other things other than what is specifically on the list of ingredients. So I do think there's reason for concern, and I understand why people are a little, as yeah. I said, paranoid right. about what might be going on. And why these dates well, are, John. really quick, but why these dates, Steve, are key, and I've covered this a little bit during the week outside of this hour, and I, I'll give you my opinions after I talk to you in a moment here, Steve, but that, the significance of these dates is the fourth is the date they're going to try to do the widespread coast-to-coast you know, texting. It's like an Amber Alert or an emergency broadcast that we as a station here have to do on a routine basis. So that's either going to happen on the 4th or if something comes up and they can't do it, then it's the 11th. I personally see that as nothing more than a test of the broadcast system. We'll be a part of that as a station. Uh, Yes, it'll be sent out like an Amber Alert, which is no different than other things you get currently anyways. But that's the significance of the date, Steve. Yeah, I got it. And I, I do think that because the FDA, CDC, if you will, did make the statement as well to what Ka- um, Kelly just said, which was they said that the vaccines in this cycle would be manufactured to the same standards they were always manufactured. And I'm like, uh, why are you saying that? I mean, because they, the manufacturing standards were low enough that, like Kelly said, if you have contaminants in your system, we know what happens, right? Antibodies to a large degree are, are executed in your system or rise in your system when you have something there that's not supposed to be there. So on one hand, we drink bottled water because the water coming out of the tap doesn't meet our criteria. On the other hand, we let people stick a needle in our arm that has right. graphene oxide and other metals in it. Right. It just does not make sense. That I agree and with. It's further erosion of what they're trying to convince us to do yep. out of public health in this country. That I agree with wholly. Now, you guys, because I'm not a doctor, um, I'm, I shouldn't say I'm an expert in 5G, although I know quite a bit about it, I've been around uh, that industry, I guess you could say, in various things, and I won't get into the details as to why, but I know a little bit about what's going on, even some of the upgrades that's happened to some of the towers and so on, and I will tell you that I see this as nothing more than just a test of the national broadcast system, the emergency broadcast system, the EMS that we talk about and that we, we have happen here on you know Crawford Broadcasting, KLZ, and a lot of other stations across the country. Not all stations, because they're not all a part of that, but we happen to be because we're one of the oldest stations and have the reach signal-wise to make that happen. So we're very much a part of that. We will be on one of those two days as well. Now, there's, there's stories out there that this is going to be sending a higher frequency signal out through 5G than what it normally would, and I will tell you right now on that level, hogwash. No, it won't be. It'll be exactly the same frequency that 5G operates off of. It'll be sending it to self cell phones just like it always has, be it a text message or an Amber Alert, you know, that sort of a message, if you would. So, uh, I, I, but Dr. Kelly, going back to what you and we, the three of us have talked about this in the past, anytime you start to distrust something, especially government, these sorts of stories just abound because nobody trusts them. 
Exactly. And so, you know, you're seeing these articles out there now that, you know, the CDC is concerned that confidence has been undermined. You think? You know, confidence has been undermined. You know, and I'm like, yeah, really? Exactly. Because when you're wrong 100% of the time, you've been absolutely hateful to people who actually, it turns out, were right. You have failed to come back with any element of contrition. You have failed to come up with any credible plan for how you're going to do better, you know, in the future. So, yes, and this is what I've said from the very beginning. The biggest, truly, the biggest risk we run is that when the public's confidence has been totally undermined, when they no longer believe in or trust and listen to public health experts, listen to the authorities, when the next thing happens, the next real thing, not made up thing, but the real crisis happens, and there will be one, God help us, because yep. if people won't listen, if you put out an emergency broadcast and everybody throws their phone in the, you know, in the console and says, what the heck with them, these people are always you know, trying to scare us, and they don't listen, you, it doesn't matter how good your tsunami alert system is, right. your, you know, your, your earthquake alert system is, if nobody is willing to listen to you. Yep. So, and that's really where we are. So I understand why people are, uh, you know, are, are kind of raising an eyebrow at every right. single thing yep. that comes down the pike now because they've, they've caused us to. Along those lines, I got a question today um, handed to me, not through the, the text line, but did the, did, the, did the mRNA shot or does the mRNA shot have lead in it? And if so, is there anything that can be done to mitigate it? Steve and Kelly, you both talked about some of the other things that are in it that Shouldn't be. Do you know of any lead substances that are inside of the shot? I I, I, don't. I don't. I mean, I don't. clearly, clearly, there should not be lead lead in there. You don't want any heavy metals. That was, you know, there have been previous vaccines that had mercury in them right. because mercury in the form of thimerosal is a preservative. There also have been many vaccines that were made with aluminum in it, specifically because aluminum actually increases the inflammatory response. And it was believed that that increased inflammatory response would give you a better immune response. So there have been vaccines that have included metals in the past. Um, I you certainly there there would be no therapeutic benefit to having lead in it. Lead is certainly uh, neurotoxic, like uh, mercury is. Uh, and I am not aware of that. You know, certainly nobody has acknowledged that there's lead in these okay. things. Although at this point, I'd believe anything. Steve, your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is she, she's right about all of that, and mercury did used to be used. And the thing about mercury is, is it used to, they used to say it had a half-life, in this case, of like a week. And it turns out that it didn't. It stayed around, much like the spike protein. It stayed around and ended up in the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, this was back in that time when we had the big push on vaccines. I mean, RFK Jr. can tell you all about mercury and why they, they didn't tell us the truth about mercury, and that happened a long time ago. I agree on the aluminum. One of the things I worry about, Kelly, is that we put enough metals in, like aluminum, in vaccines to stimulate a high response on an antibody basis, and then we declare efficacy to be high, when in reality, it could just be responding to the aluminum, not to the actual um, needs of you know, killing the virus. So I think we play games that way, and we don't really get safety data, and we certainly don't get efficacy data right because of that. Okay. Another question came in. Uh, this person has not been keeping up with the legal news on the mRNA Jab, has the shot gotten, you know, has it been put onto the infant vaccination schedule? Has there been or is there any significant litigation against the mandates or scrutiny of the efficacy of the shot? 
Well, it, it has gotten onto the, the childhood vaccine schedule, and I think that was the goal all along because right. uh, then the vaccine manufacturers will have a blanket liability protection uh, in perpetuity, whether it's given to children or adults. All, all a uh, vaccine has to do is get on the childhood schedule uh, for, for them to you know, really benefit from that liability protection. Um, you know, there are lots of people talking about uh, lawsuits, but at this point, nobody has brought a, a credible class action suit. Everybody knows that these vaccines don't prevent you from uh, getting COVID and they don't prevent you from transmitting COVID to others. And there aren't even any good studies proving that they keep uh, you from landing in the hospital or dying. Uh, the vaccine manufacturers just keep dodging the bullet. These are only under the uh, EUA. They're entirely experimental. The vaccine manufacturers have no liability exposure. So at this point, I think you're hard-pressed uh, to be uh, bringing a successful lawsuit. I think it will not happen until we are able to prove out-and-out out fraud, meaning that they lied. They purposefully lied to the American people. And as long as they have the collusion and protection of uh, people at the CDC and the FDA, I don't see that happening either. Steve, do you see anything happening faster? I, 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 I don't, and I'm shocked that we haven't had, knowing everything we, you know, we know now today, I, I'm still shocked, like Dr. Kelly, that we haven't done anything along these lines. But to my knowledge, there isn't anything. Yeah, there, you know, when you think about it, and I don't know if you guys saw this, the CIA um, thing where six of seven people from the CIA who were looking for the source of COVID determined it was a lab leak. All of a sudden, there was some money flowing in, and all seven said, no, it wasn't a lab leak. All that is is an indication of what we're going to continue to see, which is they're going to create distractions to defocus people on the idea that the United States of America was not only involved in creating coronavirus, but heavily involved in supporting and paying for COVID vaccines without the safety data, mm. without, you know, with, with the knowledge that since 1965, they've been trying to make a coronavirus vaccine that's never worked. How can you do one all automatically with a new technology that's proven not to be safe? I just think that there's a going to be a continued set of those things where liability is avoided by the vaccine manufacturers and be, partly because the U.S. government can be held liable at some point if the manufacturers of the vaccine are being held liable, because in fact, the United States government paid for gain of function. I mean, it, mm. it helped make this virus. Dumb question on my part, Dr. Kelly. Why the big push, I mean, I guess other than to cure the common cold, why the big push to have a vaccine, quote unquote, for COVID-like viruses? Like Steve said, we've been working on this, you know, since the 60s. Why? I, I think that... First of all, there's a reason we haven't ever been successful in creating a, vi a vaccine for a coronavirus, and it's purely because they mutate too quickly. Uh, and, and that's why I knew from right. the very beginning they could not be successful at this. These viruses mutate far too quickly to create a vaccine for them, and we failed in the past every single time as a result. I think that this effort was entirely to push an mRNA vaccine. Um, there are many people, certainly the Gates Foundation, Many of the pharmaceutical companies have for a long time been desperate to get an mRNA vaccine across the finish line. They used, they co-opted this, quote, emergency, this crisis. They knew they would never get an mRNA vaccine across the finish line the good old-fashioned way. Right. Actually testing right. it, right. going through all the studies, all of that, because it would fail. So what they did is they created a crisis. 
He created an emergency where they absolutely needed Operation Warp Speed. We needed to get something over the finish line because we falsely led everyone to believe that we were all going to die. So they said, and then they said, here it is, and it happens to be made of mRNA, and it miraculously happens to have gotten out in a matter of months, but and it's entirely protected from liability because it's an emergency use authorization drug, and they managed, they, they used the COVID pandemic as the way, the platform, to get an mRNA vaccine mm-hmm. to the market. Mm-hmm. That, As far as I'm concerned, that was the entire purpose yeah. of this uh, COVID pandemic. Steve, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, not only have we done that, but I, I don't know if you guys saw this. There was a follow-up study on Gardasil this week and how many people have been killed, how many young girls and boys have either been injured or killed, you know, trying to get HPV protection and mm-hmm. dying from another vaccine. All, the only reason I bring it up is because there's a pattern here. There's a very direct pattern from 1984 forward. The testing and the safety on vaccines has become crazy. The rules change. There's a ton of money in it. I mean, a ton of money in making vaccines because you can bring them to market faster without all that safety data. And it's continuing to haunt us across the board. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really, really is. And I, I don't think there's a way around it until we change the rules or demand safety. Or quite frankly, part of the problem with most people's belief about epidemiology and public health today is it's the boy who cried wolf. She alluded to it earlier in a way, yeah. saying, is anyone going to look and see a fire if they've been told three times there was a fire and yeah. there wasn't? Are you even going to turn around? And now all of a sudden we may need a vaccine or we may need a treatment, and we don't get it because we're just sick and tired of hearing the crap. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't argue that. All right, great, great stopping point. We'll come back. More questions, please, 307. 307- 282 Again, 307-282-22. High Five Plumbing is next. All of your plumbing needs in one place. Don't call anybody else. It's High Five Plumbing, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing will come to you first when you need them the most. You wake up to water spraying everywhere in the middle of the night and you don't know what to do. Thankfully, you realize you're a High Five Plumbing Club member. High Five Club membership costs $1.99 per year, just $16 per month and includes preventive maintenance like an annual drain camera inspection and a water heater flush, a $600 value together, no service fees, and much more. It pays for itself with one visit. You'll also get priority scheduling, so they'll come to you first when you need them the most. High Five knows that yearly maintenance could prevent many of the unexpected calls they go on, and that's why they created the membership, to help customers with these necessary routine tasks that can cost a fortune without it. And with wintertime fast approaching, now is the perfect time to start your membership and prevent those winter problems like bursting pipes and clogged drains and to be ready in an emergency. Just call High Five for that today at 1-877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or go to klzradio.com plumbing to learn more about the High Five Club. Golden Eagle Financial, you can get a free dinner certificate by just having your finances inspected by Al. He'd love to take care of that for you. Al Smith, 303-744-1128. Whether you want to give to others, travel the world, or just retain your lifestyle, Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial can help you make it a reality. Al will carefully look over your assets with your wants and needs in mind to plan for volatility, performance, and expenses. He has the experience of knowing when volatility will be outside of your risk tolerance. He also takes into consideration your own wants and needs. 
and realistically helps you to organize your expenses. And most importantly, his 30 years in the field helps him to anticipate market changes and respond in the most responsible, proactive way. Al will document your financial plan like a roadmap so you can understand it as well as refer to it when you need to. Whether you're approaching retirement or already there, contact Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial today at klzradio.com money. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. All right. If you've got a garage door issue, we have got the answer for you. That is Pops Garage Doors. They'll come out, take care of whatever it is you have, not upsell you, but just fix what's going on with your door. 719-399-1089. Do the job right the first time is not just a saying. It's the founding principle of Pops Garage Door. Pops understands the importance of a seamless experience when it comes to repairing your garage door. And that is why they are committed to excellence with a quality of service you can only get from family. As a family-owned business, Pops' team of expert technicians will treat you with that same care and respect they give to their family. They will service your garage door right the first time with no pressure to upsell or too good to be true deals. Pops Garage Door doesn't just do customer service, they do family service, providing a free inspection and estimate to ensure your garage door is fixed the first time out. And with over 275 star Google reviews, you can be confident Pops will treat you well. Let Pops Garage Door do the job right the first time for you by going to klzradio.com garage. That's klzradio.com garage. Now back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing where every call ends with a high five. All right, we are back. Dr. Kelly Victory, Steve House as well. And again, there's an entire page dedicated to what we do here every Thursday with Dr. Kelly Victory. Just look on the website. You'll see her there in all of our past hours that we've done as well. All right, I think you two will really now be at ease, Dr. Kelly and Steve. U.S. households will now be able to order more free COVID-19 tests starting Monday. Just so you know, Dr. Kelly. (laughs) Awesome. That's great. Um, I can put those with my eight track. uh, Yeah, there you go. Uh, Yeah. Okay. I received, by the way, I received uh, unsolicited, you know, I I assume others did too, a box of of these uh, COVID PCR tests, gosh, probably two years ago. Uh, when it first happened, and they went directly into the dumpster. I didn't ask for them. I don't need them. Uh, I would submit again. Uh, I do not have any reason to believe that people should be testing for COVID. Hmm. What are you going to do differently? Uh, The symptoms of the current variants are very, very mild. When somebody says to me, yeah, I started getting a scratchy throat and a runny nose, and so I tested and I'm positive. I'm saying, why did you test it? Why? What yeah, did you? Right. Why would you feel compelled to prove that it's this virus versus a different one? What is it? What are you going to do differently? How is that going to direct your care one way or another? Right. And the answer is, it isn't. So stop this insanity of testing. You're simply fueling uh, f- uh, fear, and you're fueling a pandemic that isn't. I, I agree, Steve. You, again. I hope you now can rest better knowing that by Monday, you know, you can get your free test as well, sir. 
Well, yeah, I mean, you're feeling something else that she did mention. You're feeling the pocketbooks of the people who make all this stuff. Mm. I mean, there, there is, yeah. we talk about vaccines, vaccines and hospitals and other people who are getting paid money for coronavirus. There's a lot more than that. There's PPE, there's testing. There's, right. I mean, it's a whole industry now. In fact, a whole industry that, I mean, even the plastic things, when the plastic things that were up in front of reception desks, when that, those went away, I, I mean, I know somebody, I know a guy in Denver who's a, an old friend who, Turned his business, which made plastic moldings and yep. other injectable things, yep. turned it into making those plastic things. And not only did he get the PP, PPP loan, but he made more money from making those things than he did from his regular yep. business. Yep, I coached. So uh, I have one of my of I have one of my clients, Steve. Exact same story that I coached through, uh, putting up a bunch of those, uh, not here in this state, but a different state, and yeah, made uh, actually made the year by doing that. To your point, I know. So th- there's. Everywhere you look, I mean, there's so many different places where money is involved in this and where money is made in this. There, there's a reason why people want to keep the COVID fear going and they want to wear masks and do different things because, you know, people are going to keep buying products for sure. Steve, you sent Kelly and I an article this week, and I kind of breezed through it. I didn't get a chance to read everything word for word. It's a fairly long article. Myocarditis and COVID-19 vaccines, how the CDC missed a safety signal and hit a warning. And I'll do my best to make sure we get this up on our website as well, because you sent me the entire article. Give us a brief summary of that. I mean, we knew, in fact, we knew back in March of 2021, there were a number of studies, early studies done from military data and from the Israelis and others that showed that there was a serious safety signal and that the not only did the CDC avoid it, but Rachel Walensky literally went out in front of people saying they had no such indication of a safety signal problem with myocarditis, and she had three studies on her desk hmm. that told her that it did. There was a, they were disclaiming VAERS, right? So they were saying, right. yeah, you know, it, right. that, that data is not real data because they weren't running testing data on it, weren't doing things, partly because they were getting so many reports a day, they couldn't keep up with the changes. But wouldn't you think, I mean, let's be realistic. If, if you are getting so many reports of vaccine-related injuries on the VAERS system in a single day that you would stop the press for a right. minute, you would say, hey, wait a minute, right. Why, well, let's hold on this vaccine because, you know, Walensky was copied on these threads. They have the emails through federal open records. They know she stood up and lied. There's nothing they'll do to her, but she absolutely stood up and li- lied and said, we have not seen the safety signal from this vaccine, mm-hmm. and she had thousands of people who had indicated they were tested and had myocarditis problems post-vaccine. It was really criminal. Yeah, and Dr. Kelly, this goes back to what you were talking about earlier as to, you know, why has there been no class action lawsuits and so on. As more of this information starts to hit and open record, re- you know, open record requests and people start digging in and finding more of it out, do you think then there might be some sort of a class action suit? And if so, how would that even get handled? Well, again, it's the sort of stuff that Steve is reporting that, yes, they absolutely had this information. They withheld it from the from the public and they lied about it. OK, 100 percent. This is fraud. Whether or not you can prove fraud, however, against the federal government is another question, because you have to be able to prove fraud right, right. for all the protections of the emergency use authorization to go away. Okay, so until people have liability exposure, you can't really do much at all. There's absolutely irrefutable, unassailable evidence that fraud was perpetrated. They lied. 
They had this data. We know, you know, back when the CDC and the FDA were telling us the shot stays, you know, in your deltoid muscle. Right. They knew right. that, that was a lie. They already had the biodistribution study that proved it goes to every organ system, that 11% of it concentrates in the ovaries and the testes. They knew all of that. They willfully lied. But proving fraud against the federal government is extremely difficult and getting more difficult by the day. Mm-hmm. Turn on the television right. and watch what the heck is going on in Washington right, right. now. Great point. Okay? Great point. These people are, are crooks. Steve, uh, along you know, those lines. John, John, no, no, go ahead, Steve. Go ahead. Go ahead. One more comment, which is, if you think about it, um, they're still recommending this vaccine yep. to young men. And that's where the biggest problem with myocarditis is. They didn't say you know, six months to, you know, 85 years, with the exception of men who are fit and healthy and don't have an immune response problem between the ages of 10 and forever. I mean, they didn't stop it, right? Um, You know, it just isn't, it just isn't relevant when you say, okay, they've been, it was fraud back then when she knew she had the data. They didn't run the PRRs on the VARES system until 2022. They lied about that. But you're still recommending the vaccine. Still doing it. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, a, a study just came out, to, to, to your point, Steve, a study just came out this week showing that 77% of lactating women had yep. mRNA yep. from the vaccine in yep. their breast milk. Yep. 77%. Yep. Okay? So, so any... Anybody who's telling you that you as a you know breastfeeding mother are not giving this stuff to your newborn baby is lying and they've been lying and they've known this yet do they stop do they do what they did in the uk now 18 months ago and say hey we are no longer recommending this for pregnant women or women who are lactating or breastfeeding no in the united states the american college of obstetrics you know gynecology still pushing this on pregnant women on women who are breastfeeding despite the fact that they have a study proving now, you know, right. irrefutably that this stuff is excreted in breast milk. Unbelievable. All right, question came in. I think we, we, we should have time to answer this. A related question to graphene oxide. Uh, Zantac has gone through a recent reformulation. There was a report that graphene oxide was effective against Zantac overdose since it attaches to the active ingredient, making it easy for the body to eliminate Zantac. Early in COVID, the CDC recalled Zantac and reformulated it with the original Zantac be useful for be useful for detoxing graphene oxide and was this recall planned uh, I, I, that's one you know I, I can't speak authoritatively on that I really don't know again I don't I don't that's a lot know of information there by the way uh, yeah that's a lot of information there and I would have to unpack that I have no I really have no idea Steve your thoughts I, I don't really know the subject that well either this is like one of those things where you go to see your doctor and you've done a whole bunch of research and you ask them a question about cystosomiasin or something that they used on MASH and you're like, I have no idea. I mean, sometimes we just don't know and in this case we don't. What, and I'm, I'm really dumb, Dr. Kelly. What is Zantac? Zantac is, is an antacid. Ah, gotcha, reduction. gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, now yeah. I get it. Like Pepsi or okay, whatever. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Acid, okay. Yeah, it's, a, it's an acid reducer, but, but I don't, I, and I don't know the ins and outs of uh, why they reformulated Zantac. I knew that they had, but I, I don't know the ins and outs of why they did it. Okay, and, and was it good at detoxing, you know, graphene oxide? Is that a true statement? Because, again, I have no idea. 
I, I, I don't either. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I mean, certainly, that's certainly not what it was uh, developed for, whether or not it was repurposed to do that. Uh, you know, nobody ever talked about graphene oxide. And, right. You know, uh, and, until Still the shots came out and there became, yeah, there became a concern about whether those graphene oxide, you know, I, I've never in my 30 plus years as a practicing physician have never known of somebody who had graphene oxide poisoning, for example. Okay. So, um, you know, and, and I certainly haven't ever read a case study about anybody having it either. Right. And somebody also texted, John, so, John, go ahead, Steve, John, go ahead. John, there is, there's one other data point here, which is, from what I understand, and I've talked to a few doctors about this, glutathione is what you need um, if you have graphene oxide to the level of poisoning or something short of that. It's not easy to get glutathione. You either have to have an IV. There's other things that have to happen for that to occur. I don't know that Zantac has that in it, but from my understanding, that is the most effective treatment for it. So um, that's the best I can give you at the moment. Okay. So again, folks, I, I don't know, I guess we'll do some, I mean, these are the sorts of things too, that, you know, Dr. Kelly and Steve, you know, these things keep coming out and more and more things get dug into. And I, we are not done learning about any of this. And I'm not sure that we won't still be talking about some of these things 10, 15 years down the road because of the byproducts of what's going on with these particular shots. I could be completely wrong, but I don't think we are. I mean, I don't think I am guys. Yeah, I, well, I agree. I think that, unfortunately, I think we're at the tip of the iceberg uh, on the adverse events that we're going to see from these shots. Uh, I find it, as Steve does, absolutely um, horrific that they're continuing to promote them, despite the fact that they've had so many associated uh, adverse events and the fact that they're you know, not effective and, frankly, the fact that they are not, in my estimation, necessary given the very, very mild symptoms that we are seeing now uh, from COVID. So, uh, I, yes, we are going to continue to learn more. Unfortunately, I fear what we are going to learn is going to become more and more horrific uh, as we understand just the amount of damage that's been done. Somebody asked him this, and we don't have a ton of time for, so I'll have to do this pretty quickly. There was a study uh, regarding Omicron BA1 and BA2 being present in Puerto Rico in 2020. Uh, was first reported, though, uh, to the WHO 11-24 of 21, following some other subvariants and so on. Uh, the question arose about why a recombination Batten strain already existed in 2020, and I'm not sure I understand all of that. It, well, I can tell you that there, the timeline, the, the point I will make is that the timeline of how these variants appeared and whether or not they were naturally occurring uh, mutations uh, that occurred sequentially is in question. I think this all speaks to the fact that these were not naturally occurring viruses. These were lab-modified, lab-created viruses that likely significantly predated uh, the supposed onset of this pandemic. And we don't have even a fraction, I don't think, of the actual facts with regard to when these things were actually developed, when they got out of the lab for the first time, whether they had little different test pockets of them previously, because okay. I can tell you that the, you know, the formulation of the vaccines is 
far too suspect in terms right. of how quickly they came to market, the fact that they are identical from one vaccine manufacturer to the next, that they already seem to have access to the genetic sequencing, and on and on. This okay. is not a naturally occurring virus. All right, guys, with that, I apologize. A couple more questions came in. I'll, I'll table those until the next time we're, we're back. Dr. Kelly and Steve, both, thank you very much for all you do, and I uh, really appreciate this time. I really do. Great to be with you as always. You bet. Thank you very much, Dr. Kelly. Steve, I'll let you go as well. Appreciate it. And guys, uh, Veteran Windows and Doors is next. 35% off right now, plus free labor. Give them a call today. Find them at klzradio.com. Veteran Windows and Doors guarantees that every one of their window installations is completed the right way. Veteran knows from their over 25 years of experience that 70% of window installations are done incorrectly by other companies. For example, you may have noticed your windows leaking in water when it rains. This is often due to improper flashing of the windows or no flashing at all. And water seeping in through your windows will damage your drywall, insulation and more. And even if you own a newer home, there is a good chance that the windows were not installed with the correct flashing. Veteran Windows and Doors promise their windows will be installed properly with the necessary flashing. In fact, Veteran gives you a lifetime warranty on your windows and doors. They will do every job right every time. And for the month of September only, receive 35% off products and free installation. Reach out to them today by going to klzradio.com window. That's klzradio.com window. KNR Home Transitions, two realtors for the price of one take the stress out of buying or selling your home. 720-437-8210. You need to sell your home, but it needs some remodeling. That sounds simple. All you need to do is source contractors, research the market to find out what buyers are looking for, direct the work to be done, hire someone to clean up the mess, do the work, shoot photography and list the home, negotiate with buyers, make concessions, and redo some of the work you already did. Oh, okay, that doesn't sound very simple. But there is a better option. You can hire Kat and Robin of K&R Home Transitions and let them partner with ReUp to handle the updates without paying a dime up front. ReUp will remodel your home based on what will sell and increase value. They will do the work, clean the mess, and Cat and Robin will market and list the home to sell fast. K&R will help you navigate the process start to finish. You can let them do the work and enjoy the additional cash you make from selling a highly marketable home faster than you could have. Go to klzradio.com home to learn more about K&R Home Transitions and Reup. If you need a new furnace or just a tune-up of your existing furnace, Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning is the call. They're a certified Ream Pro partner. Financing available, 303-656-5467 or klzradio.com. Doug, Hunter, and the team at Cub Creek Heating and AC believe that quality is the most important part of their work. If you were to pull the drywall back on a job from Cub Creek Heating and AC, you'll see smooth joints, straight seams, and quality American craftsmanship that they truly take pride in. They know that a furnace is a furnace, so the real uniqueness in what they do is the quality of their work. Cub Creek takes the time and care to look at your entire home instead of just looking at your ductwork and unit, making the result much more dependable and of higher quality. 
They guarantee their work with a two-year labor warranty on top of the manufacturer's warranty. They know the most expensive option isn't always the right option either. So when they make recommendations for you, it's not a formula or a system. They engineer it specifically for you, which is why they are exclusive Ream Heating and Cooling Pro Partners. Check out the team at Cub Creek today. Go to klzradio.com HVAC to get in touch. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, I've got one last question that I think I can answer, and I think Dr. Kelly, Victory, and Steve House would chime in and agree with me. I just didn't have time to do that with them on air with us at the same time. Listener asked, called in, if anyone sees links here in all of what we're doing with COVID, mRNA, and so on, to the Agenda 2030 and the push for depopulation. I talked about this early on in COVID, even before we knew everything that we know today. I was saying early on, absolutely positively, this has to do with that. I don't think it worked as effectively as they wanted, and frankly, where I think the mRNA jab kind of came into play after the fact. But do I personally believe this is a push for depopulation? Absolutely, 1,000%, I believe that. And I think Dr. Kelly Victory and Steve House would agree with me on that. All right, hour number two is next. Don't go anywhere. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.